welcome back to an episode of 417. Um, I'm Joshua. I'm Aaron, or Aaron. I keep on saying something different every time we record, so. Mm. Yeah, no. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Well, what we wanted to talk about today was feelings of um, futility and um, almost feeling lost at times um, as a man. I feel like it's a space that, honestly, I felt like once you had your purpose or once you had certain things in play or place, I didn't think it could happen almost. Um, I feel like, yeah, at times it's like, oh, no, like if you're, on, if you're connected to your purpose, you're connected to what you're meant to be doing in life and, you know what I mean, you're striving towards that. It's like at the end of the day, you feel like, there will always be a situation where you're being fulfilled or being fed spiritually or being fed even just like in terms of your mentors and everything like that. I thought there would be a chance for that to not occur for those kind of people, those people that found that. And I feel like a lot of why we weren't fed, why people aren't fed or why people feel lost is when they don't have their purpose or when they're lost in like, look, they're trying to look for it. Um, but I feel like recently times have taught me even when you have your purpose and even when you are walking in it, like that feeling of futility, that helplessness, you can still have it. You can still go through it. You can still be affected by it. Um, and of course you always have to go back to ideas like in your faith. Um, I don't even know how you deal with it if you're not in a faith, but which would be an interesting perspective to hear but obviously dealing with it through like you're trusting in a higher power and trusting in god um trusting in the belief system but at the same time the human aspect of feeling futile lost and helpless um yeah that that doesn't go it's no matter who you are it doesn't go away kind of thing or it, po- it pops up at some time. It, let me just say, not not that it doesn't go away. It's like, I feel like it can still occur to you. It can still pop up to you, um, even when you've got your purpose, even when you're walking in certain things. And that is due to almost the understanding that you are human. You know what I mean? Real life. Real life situations, personal life situations, the stresses of the things that you're coping and you do every day affect you on a on a very very serious level where you can suck happiness and joy out of your life at certain times or almost the confidence and self-belief that you have and obviously stress and anxiety are big factors as well but yeah and maybe you could speak more on um obviously there's a lot i could speak on with this um the first thing i'll begin with is you use like three words um being lost feeling futile and feeling helpless and for me, anyway, um, those are three of their own things. Like, um, I wouldn't say completely separate, but like very different to one another. Um, feeling helpless is one thing that I don't actually, I can't say I often feel that way, mainly because of, um, or okay, that's not true. Obviously, I often feel helpless, but it's like, I'm very comfortable with the idea of being helpless just because of like 
biblical inspiration. Um, it's the idea that when you're kind of out of help, um, when you can't help yourself, that's when God can show up and help you. So, um, I don't know, it's, it's like a strangely comforting thing, more so. But feeling futile and feeling lost are two very interesting ideas. Um, kind of scary as well. I feel like um, when we speak of feeling lost, there's, um, especially in today's society, um, we often speak of it as like a lost world, like um, the world's lost, like, but you can only be lost when you have direction. That's the big thing I think for our community anyway, is that there's a lack of direction. It's like you're, you're lost when you're on the road and you take a wrong turn and you know where you're trying to go. Um, that's being lost. That might be something you're trying to talk on right now. That's something I often feel. But feeling more, you know, just... There's a feeling where you're lost, but... Um, you wouldn't know where to go and maybe that's um, I don't know what the word is for that but that is a feeling in and of itself and to me a lot more scary than being lost because when you're lost you can always try and find where you want to get back to I, I keep my journals um, one of them kind of has goals, plans um just stuff about the life I want to lead. Um, the stuff that will stuff that will keep me on track and not. Um, the idea is I can look to these notes that I've taken. In looking at these sort of um, notes to self, um, I try and find the things that will keep me from getting lost. Or kind of bring, bring me back on track when I have found myself a bit lost um, I feel like the difficulty though is well the most difficult thing mentioned is futility and that's something I'd say I've grappled with over the past few years um, especially during COVID and just reading stuff, just reading. Um, between Ecclesiastes and the Bible, um, rereading the meditations by Marcus Aurelius, um, just various readings that, and that kind of stoicism. And it's all just kind of reinforcing this idea or, um, the sentiment that our lives are very small, very finite, very fleeting. And um, in the face of these things, which are facts, um, I think every man does something different or reacts differently to these facts once he learns them. For me, I didn't want to make decisions or do things that were 
that went against my notes to self, I suppose. Um, for me, I just always want to find meaning in life. Uh, meaning is like everything to me. It's probably one of the most important things to me. It's just the idea of meaning. Um, in everything I do, I just want to know what stuff means. But when it comes to life, and as you said, purpose, like people find purpose, and it's like purpose, purpose and meaning aren't the same thing. And so you can still feel all kinds of ways even when you have a purpose because a purpose is like more about doing. Um, I want to go back to what you said, the first one of the first things you said, which was the getting, the getting lost thing, the idea of being lost. I do agree with you. I feel like, yeah, I have a purpose. I have everything like that in my mind but at the same time it made me feel like no like for some people like here i am like feeling a certain type of way but for some people it's even worse they don't even know like do you know what i mean where they're going they don't even know where they are lost from like they don't know where they took the wrong road do you know what i mean and some people are living in the bliss of that though being being lost but because they don't have any idea of a path and that's when I feel like life can be fleeting or that's the kind of understanding I don't really get when you don't really understand what you're trying to do or here to do with like with your existence. Like that's that's a place that I wouldn't want to be in. Um but there's also a beauty in that for some for some of those people, do you know what I mean? It's like when you don't care about more which I think a lot maybe that's why a lot of um I think a lot of our people probably have that. It's like, when you care about, there's nothing to care about, like, nothing more to care about. It's safer. Like, you feel like, ignorance is bliss, you know what I mean? Why am I here caring about things? Why am I here trying to make change when, like, I don't know, living a day-to-day fleeting existence of um, not really feeling like there's any purpose to anything? it may give you some sense of happiness, but then I don't know, maybe that's a short-term answer to life, which is a long-term problem. Not a problem, but you know what I mean? Long-term, like... It is a short-term answer. Do you know what I mean? Or it's worse than a short-term answer. Because for me, I I have this... Yeah, long-term situation. Life's not a problem, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, um, it is that thing where um, between philosophy... And just like the way we are represented um, in, say, films and stuff. It's as if that's one place in which we lose our humanity. It's like we're denied meaning. Um, Oftentimes beyond things to do with race. Um, As opposed to racial factors just kind of playing into our human existence it's like when you watch things about um, slavery or you know civil rights 
um, which is why I think I mentioned before actually that I really enjoyed the Underground Railroad because it was probably one of the greatest depictions for me anyway of black slaves having a human experience and not an animalistic reaction almost or like a limited limited kind of existence like limited to the fact that this is someone being hurt this is someone being oppressed or even dare I say something and that's the human aspects I'm talking about being removed from the lens in which we're viewed and the lives in which we live ourselves it's like it's that thing it's that bliss that you live in that um that meaning doesn't really matter um i find especially because of certain levels of subjugation that we don't need to get into like that it's um our lives are often lived without pursuit of meaning because that's like one of Maslow's higher needs in like the hierarchy mm, of needs oh yeah, yeah. is one of those higher needs that, that top of the pyramid that we as a people don't actually reach maybe we're conditioned to not have that idea then maybe like if you think about it obviously not in the UK but like in America um, you know I mean no slave is gonna make you feel like you have like finding the meaning of your life like what's that your, the meaning of your life is to serve you know what I mean as a slave is to be subservient your meaning in life is to be you don't even like you you're constantly told you don't even have meaning for life meaning of life um but is that conditioning living in us today as well yeah because you're if you're constantly told for hundreds of years that you don't have any meaning in life or you're subservient or like you're always an afterthought you are essentially at the mercy of 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 a whole another race or do you know what i mean you're at another race's mercy or you're at another pe- set of people's mercy constantly why would you strive for, um like what is the meaning in that is surviving do you know what i mean um yeah and then that almost allows you to only be an animal you live off of um what's it called impulses your impulses and maybe desires um so that kind of can permeate through your like personal life and stuff like that maybe you can like have a family or but then even the meaning of family and ideas of family would try they try to destroy that in slavery times do you know what i mean um breaking down breaking down families taking away fathers from their homes removing um your name removing your family removing idea of self and identity almost removes one's care or desire for meaning what 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 is meaningful anymore beyond that hundreds of years of that is going to get to you to a point where what what should you care about that is more what should you care about that is greater of course there's always going to be certain people and that those are always the people that our culture maybe looks up to that strove and try to be what's it called stand up for us do you know what i mean stand up for more fine but it's beyond that though because um sorry it's just um 
that's one view which I completely understand and applies in many cases. But there are many cases in which that doesn't apply. Um, there are many of us who are very much capable of being free from that. If you understand free what Free from what? Those kind of base trying to achieve like one certain level of need or um desire i don't i don't i don't agree i feel like most people like most people most black people are fighting to be okay like just to be okay how can you fight for meaning when you're just fighting to be define okay? that you're fighting to like how how can you say you're fighting for how easy is it for someone that doesn't feel like they have a voice doesn't feel like they're seen feels like they're subjugated um feels like they don't have the same opportunities and they don't have and some of the a lot of the issues to do with um their economic situations are as prevalent as they are what you what meaning are you going to really look for you have about other like 10 other very very important things right in front of you before meaning comes into your mind so that's when you're chasing chasing that money like the chasing the bag or um focusing on okay maybe like if i do this if i pander this way or if i do this or if i do that or if i get this degree or if i get this qualification maybe i'll or if i get this promotion maybe i'll be seen more maybe i'll be like equal when all those when you're fighting to be equal and to be just treated fairly the fight to what's it called in my opinion stuff like meaning and looking for meaning in what you do or in your life and direction that's not gonna that's not gonna exist as much because there's other issues on your mind that shouldn't have to be there just does that make sense it's it's not that it doesn't make sense it's for example you gave um that case chasing the bag or um is it chasing the bag or um getting that qualification getting that promotion getting that yeah being seen being heard you know there are, i feel personally that there are people who are trying to chase the bag and most people who are actually trying to chase the bag have already achieved some level of bag there are the people who are chasing it and those who aren't and those who aren't i can say a lot of these things apply to them where just trying to make ends meet means you're not living a real life however there are a lot of people who have some level of bag and of course um the sad thing about the world we live in is that it's kind of that endless cycle of um you know trying to maintain or trying to make more but still okay so this is my thing with um for example traveling Let's let's do it. Um, a lot of people kind of get onto me, or you know, I I don't love the idea of traveling. Not the same way other people do, and maybe that's just a um a symptom of this condition that we're speaking about. Um, but I don't get the point. For me, it's um you you're gonna love this. It's that Drake lyric for me on emotionless 
Which one? When he said, um, he knows a girl who's trying to get to Rome. Um, so that when she gets there, she can take pictures to impress everybody she's known. Yeah, that. But that's, yeah, yeah that's a... And it's like, these are the lies. <sighs> Sorry, man. No, but that's just... an aspect of how modern, like, I don't know. Just because other people travel that way doesn't mean that the lessons and the benefits of traveling um, can't benefit you. Um, no, like, me personally, I know the places I want to travel to. Do you know what I mean? Um, and they're not on the forefront of my mind. It's more about reaching a certain place where I am afforded the freedom to do that. So wait, go back, because I, I could get into a whole conversation about yeah. this. But like, Sorry, but the point I'm making, yeah. even... No, not even. But yeah, it's more like it's like escape, as opposed to, or like it's like a a benchmark. Even it's like a benchmark meets escape. Um, everyone kind of wants to live a life where they're comfortable enough to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, be that your 28-day holiday that you get every year or you do your side hustle and, um, you know, eventually you achieve that financial freedom thing mm. and you can just travel whenever you want. But it's like there's a part of it for me, especially when you see that kind of this is the like lack of you know, it's, it's it's for the gram, essentially. Where there's just an emptiness that lies in that whole travel culture. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because so, in in terms yeah. of um, being... It's a lot of searching, sorry. It's a, a lot, lot of searching. searching. A lot of searching. And you're not sure what you're going to find. Is that, is that... No, no, it's not even that you're not sure what you're going to find. It's because you don't believe they're finding anything. So it's like, is that your issue with it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I understand. Fun, but yeah. Um, I understand that idea and everybody's attachment to being like this nomad, you know what I mean? This wanderer, always just like searching. And um, you almost, I get the idea of searching for escapism in traveling and all that stuff. However, what I would say is, um, and I get how you're trying to tie, I guess what you're trying to say there is it ties into the idea of like people being lost and um, this stuff like that. But I would say is even recently in personal lives and everything like that going on is people don't really get to exp- I'm not take, saying it's take, wrong. I'm not. I know no, what you're no, saying. People don't really, really get to like take time and really appreciate situations or things in their lives or the lessons that they're learning in the, in life at the present at present time because there's no time to when you travel there's almost that chance to do you know what i mean there's a chance to sit back take the time learn the lessons you don't actually have to travel to do that no but it's people like it because of that that because of what it offers there it's a sense of I'm just stating that. Of course you're searching, but I feel like just because you're searching for something doesn't mean that um, what you'll find in your destination isn't there kind of thing. 
like isn't what you want isn't what you want kind of thing isn't what you you might needed you might have needed at that time my issue is why is your search so external okay yeah i i can agree why is your search so external it's because it's that emptiness that i'm talking about the emptiness that makes you feel lost the emptiness that makes you feel futile and it's because we feel so futile i feel like we look for things to fill ourselves with mm. and it's like Yes, for me, traveling is just that top vice. Obviously, and like I'm making it seem like it's a really, really bad thing. But I personally see a lot of beauty in traveling, but in the way I'd like to travel. <laughs> but changing your environment is essential to change. Yeah, and of course, there are inside. benefits to that as well. Um, big thing is like you can get entrapped in your environment. You can believe, you can almost believe that the five places you go in a week is, do you know what I mean? is the parameters for your world. But we also live in an online world now, so it's like... No, but like, at the end of the day, it's almost... That online it's just world, not quite the same. No, but that online world is virtual too. It's, it's still a virtual, like, world. It's not real. It's not real. Like, just because you can connect to someone in America doesn't mean that you are experiencing anything what they're experiencing or you're seeing... That's not fair. You're seeing life from a perspective. You're not, though. You're not, <laughs> you're not seeing life from a perspective, an honest and true perspective. Like, when you travel... What I will but, say, well, yeah, well, but when you travel, what I will say is that, like, I feel like when I've traveled, I've, I feel like, no, like, my my world is not as small as, you know what I mean, as sometimes it, I feel like it is, especially like when you've, you're always trapped in the same ecosystem, the same people and the same, and the same, um, the same ideas and the same, like, regime and routine. You can almost get trapped in the idea that, like, oh, my life, this is what my life is limited to. So I'll say traveling allows for you to realign your perspectives and readjust your scope for what your life can be. Like, you know, when people say your world is, the world is your oyster. I, I really like that phrase. Yeah, the world is your oyster. Do you know what it means? Because I had to rethink it. I was you talking about it to my mom, it kind of blew my mind. You had to rethink it. Yeah, because, I mean, maybe it was just me who was unaware. <laughs> um, the world is your oyster. It's like, and I'm really happy you said that. I feel like the world, the world is your oyster is, like, is basically saying, like, whatever you want to do in this life, like, wherever you want to go, like, it's you. Like, you can tap into it. You can, you can, you can travel. You, you can go there. You can find, I don't know, the riches in and the, the benefits out of any situation in life wherever you want to go like that's I think that's just a stretch you think that's a stretch yeah um you ever seen like a cartoon depiction of an oyster yeah and the pearl inside and the pearl inside yeah that's the riches the world is your oyster you are the pearl okay you're the thinking. world is your oyster yeah you're the pearl. so you're the pearl okay and that's the that's the very thing i'm trying to touch on with this whole idea of traveling with that um the mentality I'm speaking on, you're not the pearl. You're you're the, the oyster essentially. Or no, you're not the oyster, but like you're in search of this pearl. But you are the pearl. The world is your oyster. You are in the position to take the opportunities that life has to offer. Yeah. That's just and you see that I, I call that a <laughs> It's like you everything in life, like you can go get it, do you know what I mean? That's Yeah, I mean that's how it's kind of been stretched to. But really and truly the world is the oyster, you are the pearl. And obviously you can as- like extrapolate m- many, many a thing from that. This is, it's a very interesting metaphor. 
but you're the pearl and the world is your oyster. It's almost like the world encases you. It says, the world is your oyster, saying if some, it's often said to young people um, about to embark on adult life, it simply means that everything is open to one. And if one is lucky, they could encounter something special. Do you know what I mean? You can trick. But that's I, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just don't. Otherwise, the phrase would not be "the world is your oyster." You just find another way to say that. The world is your oyster means you are the pearl. Oh. <laughs> and no, that, but the pearl is the good in it. And that's mean? how people well, may be like using the it. world. There, there's a pearl in. Do you know what I mean? In you, you're the pearl. It's no, you. No, no, no. Why are you saying no? no. The metaphor this that is exactly where we're at. The, in the metaphor that informs the saying is that if you have an oyster, there is a chance that there may be a pearl in it. A nice fresh oyster. You can don't be have hard. an oyster. The world is your oyster. A nice fresh oyster <laughs> can be hard to open, but once it's op- once opened, it's good, and perhaps it may have a pearl in it, which would be valuable a valuable addition to one's life. So when we set out to seek our fortune, the pearl is the good luck we may have. If we're lucky, we'll find it. Oh, I don't know. Like that don't is downright um scary, bro. Actually, that's like to be fair. Um, my dad always told me. He said, um, luck is something a man goes out to create for himself. Mm. Um. So yeah, my idea of that the world being my oyster is like, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, like you need to understand, like, don't be trapped, don't be small-minded, don't be close-minded in things because the riches that you might find, you know what I mean, they might be in Timbuktu, do you know what I mean? It's like that the things that you might get out of. So that's why is that whole traveling. It's even like you know what I mean, being a tra- Gulliver's tra- not a Gulliver's travels like Indiana Jones and stuff like that. It's like. You're going on that journey, that adventure, so which is why people travel. They're looking for that gold in what, in where they're going. And this is what I mean. Like, whilst there's a lot you can gain from finding things in the world, I even feel uncomfortable saying that sentence. Do you know what I mean? It just feels a bit sinful. But, <laughs> but like, maybe, yeah, maybe you can go with your definition that the world is an oyster that you can open up and maybe you'll find the pearl inside, maybe you won't. Sounds like some kind of capitalist manifesto to me. <laughs> But cool. Um, for me personally, the phrase has some kind of resonance. Makes sense. Maybe your phrase is just that you're you're close-minded. You know what I mean? Like it's not. You feel like you're just inside, inside trapped. You're the pearl, and the world is just this oyster. That's no, yeah, and the world. Now you feel, like, I feel like you're, you're yeah, you're trapped inside of it. So it's like that's your pessimistic. Um, it's, not, it's not pessimism your, pes- your pessimistic on, um, it's more that I feel safe inside the world the whole world is mine and I feel safe inside okay it. that's an interesting one that's I am the pearl I'm that's the most important thing you, you, the, and the, maybe you the, can the most, import, the most important word you said that was safe that you felt safe inside yeah because for a lot that's of people stepping out and doing things is like oh no like I'm, t- so I'm too timid to a, do that why would that be a metaphor like why, is, why would that be a metaphor to encourage young people on the no path? no because understand it it's like a lot of people would be too scared to embark on life. But the mm. world's my oyster. The world is here to make, to accommodate me. It's kind of like that thing that Steve Jobs said about like, um, a lot of people living their life as if the world is what it is and you you can't have anything to do with that. Right. So you're it's saying- like, no, my, The world is for me. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm the pearl. The I world guess, is for me. I guess you could say, maybe you can interpret it as like, you're the shining light in- you can be the shining. No, I'm the pearl, bro. Yeah, the pearl, <laughs> the pearl, which is like the riches, the shining light in this world kind of thing. You can be that. And you can you can be that added value. Um, 
what makes the oyster so valuable. Like, um, the value. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? What makes yeah. the oyster so valuable is the pearl, isn't it? You know what I mean? So mm. I, could, I guess you could see it that way too. Um, but yeah, um, Karen? Yeah, so it's not that I don't, I, I don't see value in traveling. It's just, it can sometimes seem like a symptom of um, a, a lot of lost souls. Um, like a lot of people that are just looking for something, like searching, like endlessly searching. I feel like the most, the people that are the most um, liberated are the people that are constantly traveling. I'll be real, in my opinion, because the people that are stuck in their daily routine, doing things they don't like, looking at people, being friends with people, interacting with people that they don't, that they don't like. They Why don't, do they have to not like them? They don't. That, no, but not that they don't like. like. You can okay. love the people. No, in but your they, okay, cool. Not don't like. Let me not say that. But have you seen The Hobbit or like The Lord I'm of the Rings? I'm watching that. Crap. <laughs> I'm so sorry if you like that. I'm not watching that crap. No, I'm just like, for example, it's like it's all about adventure and stuff. They go out into the world, you know. They fight all these drag dragons or whatever. All these things that should really just kill them. They're re- they're sm- they're hobbits, bro. Like yeah. these people should just die when they go out into the world. That's the world is your oyster if you've heard it before. But cool. And then in the end, they come back to their little hut, the Shire. Mm. And it's like, the adventure is great. But there's something you've got to take away. Um, Personal time. Um, The other day, I felt really empty, quite alone. Mm. Uh, I don't want to delve into it too much. But um, when you compete in life or whatever... Um, the scary thing is when you for me anyway I, I feel like a lot of people are wired differently but when you engage and compete and um, explore in life the scariest thing is um, not being out there anymore kind of thing um, I think well, not, for not, example, not being out where like in the field competing or what yeah okay experiencing or whatever it's like that's what matters and for me personally um just for myself futility futility begins when i stop seeing myself as the pearl um i saw a video earlier so the video was of Billie eilish right and she was like talking about this idea that really comforts her being the fact that she'll die and everyone she knows will die. Well, she said she can do the greatest thing ever and then she'll die and no one will care because everyone else around her will die as well and everyone will be gone and that won't matter. And she can also do the worst thing ever and she'll die and everyone else will die so no one will care about that either. That's not true. That's just, that's just not a true statement. Like... How is it not a true statement? The ramifications of dead people are affecting us today. Oh, I mean, I'd love to get into this as well. You're touching on stuff that I really like to talk about. But um, firstly, I've just got to finish exploring this point. The thing about it for me that I like was that focus, that focus on self. And again, people are wired differently. You and I were quite introverted, do you know what I mean? Um, I live quite a lot in my head. And I focus a lot on my own experiences. But I also, you know, I think about the world, how it can affect the world. 
um, I think a lot of other people think a lot about others, how they can affect others, how their lives interlink with others. But I know for myself personally, I can't live my life on that front of thinking about other people. Like, oh, that was bad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not like that. I, but I can't live my life. Something I heard in church once. Um, live um, To perform for an audience of one. That being God. But it's like, I can't do that thing where I'm, I'm living for the world. Okay, like, um, it's that Drake lyric. Li- that um, what's it called? Is he saying like, live so much for others, don't even know how I feel? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, now you're touching on where my futility and my, that's where I begin. When I, I lose that sense of, what am I doing it for kind of thing. That's why I have these things, these reminders that tell me like, oh, where I'm going, why I'm trying to go there. Because often I can get lost in, lost. I can get lost in just doing things for others. And for me, when you place so much on life, um, which is why when I say I'm not scared of death, I'm actually not that scared of death like that. I used to be frightened, do you know what I mean? But it's like, I don't place so much on all of this here, like this life thing here. Um, there's definite beauty in life. But I'm the pearl at the end of the day. And I think that's what keeps me from ever feeling that futile. And even for a lot of people, they're like, they, um, people will respond that, oh, that's kind of, um, that's a bliss in itself. That's an ignorance is bliss kind of mentality in itself to kind of perceive my life as, you know, the be all or end all, which I don't. But as much as you want to discuss all these ideas of like futility, the fact that it will pass away, um, that I'm a speck, I'm insignificant in this universe. At the end of the day, when it really comes down to it, it's me, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll brush my teeth and I'll go about my day. You're you're the center of your own universe. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just where my focus is based. And... You were saying something about purpose and I was saying something about meaning and I find that the two are not the same thing. Mm. I find meaning in what we are as being, um, the connections that we can build among one another, um, how we can express, find and achieve love and perfect it. Hopefully that's an aim we can all strive to do. We can strive towards having and growing spiritually. These are all things that will give us meaning. But purpose looks at you as like, not an object, but um, like a, a shovel has purpose. But I, I promise you, you don't want to be a shovel. Do you know what I mean? That's not the life that anyone would want to live. So many inanimate objects have purpose, but they don't have meaning. And that's why I feel we can sometimes get lost when we, as you were saying to begin with, um, when you feel you have purpose, but you can still find yourself lost because purpose doesn't account for your being. Um, right. I find it very interesting, everything you've just said. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I find everything you're saying interesting and the whole idea that at the end of the day you can't live for others and all this stuff like that. 
um, and neglect self. But even what something I want to get back to and the feeling I almost was trying to express at the start of the episode was when it feels like there's a poisoning of your... And no, it's back to what I said, even with the travelling thing. Um, I said the people that are travelling are probably the most happy and fulfilled people on earth. And it's because everybody that's stuck in their flat or their house or their family or by them just alone, do you know what I mean? One thing is everything around them, their ecosystem, it the it fuels almost how they live in a way that they don't really understand. The moment your ecosystem, the people around you, um, the situations going on in your life, the moment that it starts to get poisoned, you can't be that pearl that you want to be, do you know what I mean? Like, if someone keeps banging on that oyster, like, you know what I mean, shaking up your oyster, shaking up your front oyster, um, oyster up and down, um, throwing, like, I don't know, sand in there, you know what I mean? It's not going to, it's not, you're not going to, be able to be a pole. You're not gonna a pole's not gonna um, be formed from that experience. And mm. what I was trying to say is like how much that ecosystem being poisoned. Like as I said, even when you're on your path, even when you feel like you might have everything together, it's like sometimes it all it, all it takes is that one thing for there to just be a. You know what I mean? Like that one thing, that one action, that one one thing or even not even just one thing because i would even say that's just limiting to just a one experience like an amalgamation of things of like constant things in your ecosystem constant stresses constant anxieties constant feelings um just creeping into your ecosystem and you're seeing things and you're experiencing things and you're feeling things um to the point where that can throw you off your path completely your trajectory completely because, as I said, it's like it's why people say things like, um, be careful the company you keep. Um, or people say, be careful what you allow yourself to see, like your eyes are the window to your soul. Or be careful of what you eat. Or be careful of what um, what you, of where you go. All these things have to come in, um, coming together, affect how you feel, affect that idea of, oh, I'm off my path kind of thing. These, that kind of stuff can destabilize you. No matter how, even when you're sometimes rooted in religion and faith and stuff like that, because we're human at the end of the day, and that was that kind of feeling of um, helplessness and futility, I feel like a lot of people sit in and a lot of people that are entrapped in their surroundings feel, especially men, more importantly, as I said... Before, we, sorry, before you roll on, um, are you, is what you're suggesting that we are responsible or not responsible for our oyster, i.e. our world? Um, I'm not saying we are responsible or responsible, and that, that's the thing. It's life. Life happens, you know what I mean? Life... That's interesting. Life happens, in my opinion. Life, things happen. Things make you... There are obviously actions that you probably decisions that you make that affect your life I'm not going to say that's Invictus not true now. I'm the captain of my fate master of my destiny all of that I don't know if that's the right way around um, 
I'm not. I'm not. You do steer the ship of your. <laughs> you steer the ship of your your life, right? But there's no telling. You don't know when the storm's coming. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't know when the storm's coming or when a pirate ship is gonna come crashing to you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're uh, the captain there. I am the captain, but life gets overwhelming, and um, that feeling of being overwhelmed is a feeling that a lot of people, a lot of men, internalize. Um, that feeling of and obviously that's why men male um, suicide rates are so high and stuff like that because as a man you can't let that affect you um, you can't really speak about what's going on you can't speak about where you feel lost you can't you almost won't allow yourself to um, let that out and that's why I feel like that that so that was the realization that I kind of learned from this whole thing of per- being, but I'm in my purpose. Like, how can I feel this way? Or I'm in my purpose. How can I feel this or that? Do you know what I mean? Um, you can still feel all of this. You can still experience all of this um, at the end of the day, regardless of, regardless of this kind of stuff. But you have to always watch the ecosystem and of course your own deci- your own decisions no doubt um watch your own decisions but definitely tend to that ecosystem and make sure that you're not putting yourself in spaces or situations um that kind of might breed that feeling of feeling lost or do you know what I mean or you have to be more in tune with it because at the end of the day who's coming to save us who who's, I mean who is coming to save you as much as I'd like to like justify everything you're saying, I definitely agree. Even like with starting four seventeen, a lot of it for me was about that that kind of part of the experience that we have, us feeling very lost as as a black man, actually, just um very alone. Um, I think what we wrote was walking a path um without any kind of direction. No kind of blueprint, no roadmap. But as I mentioned, Invictus and Nelson Mandela is in prison. He was there for a long time. Mm. Um, tell me how you change your environment when you're in a jail cell. Do you know what I mean? Mm. His answer was, I'm the captain of my fate. And believe me, what I'm not saying, you know, you just push on, you stay strong. That's not <laughs> not nearly what I'm suggesting. Mm. But um, you can never control the storms in life. Mm. And that's the futility. You can never control the storm that comes your way. But when you see that, when you look up in the sky and it's like the winds are going and you see the waves are getting mad, like as to where you're going and the clouds are there and the rain is starting. You're the captain. And I'm not a sailor, you know what I mean? I, I don't like the water very much. Mm. But you've got to know what to do in that moment. Like, Even saying that, We're often left alone. We're left alone. Like Especially you, when these You've got to come, know what to do. Or we don't know. Do you know what And I mean? that's the sad place we're in. Like, like, you've got to know what you do. That's like, that mentality alone, as I said, is why the male suicide rate is so high. It's not, it's not the mentality. It's the fact. The fact is, we live in a situation where you've got to know what to do. No direction, no recipe. You've got to know what to do. Okay, so now we have to think about how we correct this. That's uh, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How do we correct that from being our reality? The reality is and won't change from the fact that you are the captain of your ship. I said, how do we change that reality? I know <laughs> that's the reality. You can't change that reality. You can't ever change that reality. You can, okay, you can never change well, the reality change. of being the captain of the ship. I agree. Yeah. Okay. You can change being a captain who essentially goes through everything alone. Um, for example, you know, to my understanding, <laughs> seafaring men, you don't just be captain, which is the life we live. We live a life where... That gets into conversations of trust and that's a completely yeah, different problem. conversation. It's not, it's not that different. No, but no, no, not different, but that's... A, in, that's I a, know what you're saying. That's a but it's not deeper that different. one, do you know what I mean? Like the idea of trusting people. Um, um, so I find it interesting that this is rolled on from that whole no role model segment because now you're talking about this um, piecing together community who can help you. Um, yeah, if you're gonna go a certain way, going alone, who's sailing alone, bro? Like, you're the captain of your ship, you're the captain, bro. It never said you're on your boat alone, like, sorry, you're the captain of your fate. Mm. It's not written, you are the only one on the boat. That's not how it's written, but you are the captain of your fate. Um, if you decide to be a captain the first time out at sea which everyone's life is the first time out at sea and you um, you decide I'm going alone I don't want to say it's on you because a lot of lives end that way But I don't think it's a safe choice. That's why I say, as even if I'm the captain of my own fate, I like to have people who are well-traveled. I like to have people who have been through storms before. People who are going to go through similar storms. Um, you, these people can come aboard my ship because that's going to make me feel safer. I'm not the only one running around trying to change my sails and um this is so nice and beautiful in, like so nice and beautiful in theory but <laughs> like the idea of trusting people is just my goodness what is that what is that that's toxic what is that trust trust who um no but as a, again i'm saying this as on this podcast as an issue that I believe, not let me not say issue, but something that I you can call this an issue. <laughs> something that I've, I I I'm trying to acceptance deal, is fine. Something you I'm trying to deal with. <laughs> Let's just say something I'm trying to dish, um, deal with. Um, about trusting people and trusting trusting these people on your ship, like that's a that's it's essential, I guess, but. Maybe it's even to do with deciphering and understanding who these people are first. But maybe people, sh people, you will think they will show you who they are initially. But like, do you know what I mean? It was just, it could have been a facade at the end of the day. It could have been them at their best. Like, you know, 
in my opinion, you never know what a human being is capable of. Um, but then again, then again, that's a very pessimistic view to have of people. Um, trusting, <laughs> trust, trusting people, in all honesty, has to um, come with a bit of foolishness. Do you know what I mean? Like trusting anything has to come with a bit of foolishness. Yeah, and allowing yourself to um, be a bit foolish is maybe that's the biggest step. It's like it's like that thing you were saying about vulnerability. It's like understanding that you're at you're putting yourself at a position where you could be hurt. Um, foolishness. But it's a step. Yeah, it's a step that most wouldn't take. Um, what's his face? Steve Jobs again. Um, um, Steve Jobs said in his in one of his last commencement speeches that he gave um, he was talking about that magazine that came out in um, when he was in college or whatever and like the last issue came out and like at the end it said stay hungry and stay foolish and like that's the mantra he went by mm. um, no one wants to be foolish and obviously it's natural that you seek wisdom but to think yourself too wise is a very dangerous place to be I think I mentioned that actually in the last the last time we spoke on this but um, foolishness is essential to life absolutely essential because we're all fools <laughs> do you know what I mean um, we're only we can only have a life that we that we desire by embracing that in many different aspects one way is just knowing that you don't know everything another way is knowing that you can't just trust yourself and you have to be foolish enough to put trust in not put trust, but lend trust to others. And I think um, it goes for a lot of things. You you even admit you're a fool to God if you want to put your trust in God. So you trust that he's wise and that you're foolish. Um, and yeah, it's like, if you want to have a dream, um, it's like in La La Land that song here's to the fools who dream if you want if you want anything really you have to be a bit foolish um can't remember who said it recently it was in a Forbes publication I believe I said that um the entrepreneurs the ones who make it are just the ones who are foolish enough to go for the things and believe that they can do what they set out to pull off and achieve. Mm. And so we shouldn't run from foolishness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it's a step. It's a step that we're just gonna have to take, but um, learn how to take together. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, I'm Joshua. Um, Aaron. And yeah, signing out. Four Seventeen podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah, take care of yourselves.